0: All right, we are back to the Clarity Podcast and Radio Show. We are having a Clarity Conversation episode where my friend Dr. Alicia Odewale is in the, I guess, the virtual Clarity Studio, and we are having a conversation about life. So, without further ado, let's get back into it. Because I think it's insane for you to think that God isn't pleased.
1: I feel that, I I think part of my, I don't know, uh, so in my desire to find fulfillment in all these spaces, and the reason why I don't feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing all that I need to do in all these different areas because I, exactly what you're saying, I have that same high standard in all these different categories that I consistently don't measure up to, so it's not actually realistic standards for myself at all. And you know it, but still, <laughs> but still, they they persist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna need you to figure this out because I need you to help me because I'm pretty sure I'm I'm
1: having the same problem. Oh, but the fact that you're taking the time to go on a sort of fact finding journey, a a journey of let me observe other people and how this works for other people. Or it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> or doesn't. There, that is going to be a game changer. How many of us have taken the time to sit and hear people's stories? Mm-hmm. To talk openly about challenges? And while you are navigating your own, and be open and honest about those, that's that's something we
0: don't do enough of. I think the only reason why I do it is because I am very honest with myself about what I feel like I do well mm-hmm. and what's within my wheelhouse. Like I know I know what I'm good at mm-hmm. and I know what I historically have not been so great at and what mm-hmm. I haven't put the time into developing. Like all the homemaker, cooking, cleaning, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm you know, I'm the third born. I feel like my sisters took all of that out of the gene pool and left me with the bare bones. I don't <laughs> I don't cook and clean. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm just now with the little green, fresh meal. And, hello, green chef, whatever mm-hmm. they call. I'm just now getting to the point where I may be cooking on a halfway consistent basis. My air fryer is my best friend. The little ninja. Put, pop it in there. If I have to walk away to cook it, I'm good. I got to stand there at the stove It feel like I'm there forever. Those mm-hmm. parts of myself, I have not developed. So I know, oh, baby, if God is telling you that it's coming, you would be a fool not to try. Mm-hmm. Not to try to work on this while you have the chance. Mm-hmm. And that is me. When God gives me the heads up that something is coming, that prophecies are exciting but that means work mode. Mm-hmm. That means prepare for this. Look at yourself and be honest with what you're good at. And that part, you historically have not been good at it. Mm-hmm. Now, I would love to think that once someone else is living in the house of me and I have kids to take care of, that some switch would flip in me mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this Betty Crocker homemaker part of me will emerge, but I can't take that chance because mm-hmm. like you, <laughs> A standard is too high, and I will feel like unless I, you know, grow, may feel like a failure if I don't see myself doing well in those areas because they are important. So, was that? Are those the mother, the career, the wife roles? Was that something that you always value? You always wanted for yourself? Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> I would say no. But this is this is part of the issue we are trained to you know, do well in school. Focus on school. Don't focus on boys. Especially church girls.
0: Yeah, and that was you. You was the overachiever church girl. Kid with the big backpack and a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, load of books. Always rushing to oh, a class. Goodness. Your backpack was huge. And if you turned too quickly, you would fully knock out the two people <laughs> sitting next to you. And one of the times the person was me. Your backpack was always <laughs> Strings pull into capacity, just fibers screaming for help. That was you. I used to really wonder about your back and your knees because you always oh, were so heavy laden and always rushing to class and you had
1: the big books. It's a miracle I can stand up girl. Chiropractor don't speed upstream. It's like with within all this training that's just like ingrained in us, mm-hmm. especially those in the church yeah that we need to be only focused on these things i didn't i didn't even know what a a good wife does or what a good mother does and balancing career i didn't i didn't dream of that for myself did you have any example of that my mother is you know a career woman but I didn't necessarily want. (coughs) Oh, don't die! (laughs) Right. I didn't necessarily want to emulate what I saw in my parents' marriage, so I didn't have the example of what I thought would be a good marriage to support and follow.
0: And uh, for me, my mother. My mother was phenomenal in you know, phenomenal in career phenomenal mother you know she is my standard for motherhood and wifeness, mm. but my mother stayed home. her life was on hold until certain benchmarks in our lives were done she She didn't go back to school to get her when she um her and my father met while she was in college she got married. And so she didn't finish her bachelor's degree. Mm. She um, stayed home with us until I went to preschool. And then she went to junior college and got her associates. And then that's when her career started. And my mother, you know, made more than anybody in the family because God really favored her in career. But, She didn't go back to get her bachelor's until after I had graduated with mine. And so I never saw a woman doing all of it at the same time. Mm. My mother did it excellently, but it was like, well, but would I have to stop my career to do what she did? Mm. And is that that what God would require of me? And that part was a little scary for me. Like, okay, if I have seen my life with career, If that is not in play, do I lose a piece of my identity to take on these other roles? And honestly, how would I feel about that? If I was only a mother, if I was only a wife, if I was only a wife and a mother, would I truly be able to find fulfillment in those roles if I had nothing else? And that's what I am trying to challenge myself to give enough honor to those roles to where the tier system, the priority list, is in line with God's divine plan. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm just a wife, I'm just a mother, but I can honor those roles to where if something else has to be sacrificed, I love and respect those parts of my identity enough to where I am glad to sacrifice something else. And that's honestly what I saw in you. Because I like we spent the days together. Mm-hmm. So I saw you from the morning to the night. And I saw how mm-hmm. with a with a smile, with love, with no resentment or anything else, you would willingly sacrifice
1: for the good of your family. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I don't know if that's true though. <laughs> Sometimes I fuss with these kids. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it happened but then, you know it's just good rearing they just need it it's just love I'm teaching oh the kids gosh. but you know what it's and this is often i think a problem with women that are i don't know, expected to choose between these things mm-hmm. and we aren't given the same I don't know, opportunity to try and balance things work-life balance
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i I think there's a work-life rhythm like they say there's there's not really a balance in relationships because the seasons change you very it will never be 50 50 they say in marriages but there is a you can find a rhythm Mm. to it so don't look for balance look for rhythm is what i've heard okay
1: i like that find your rhythm find your rhythm yeah that'd be okay and seasons change absolutely but i'm learning that even in seasons God is so capable to do exceedingly <laughs> abundantly above because i thought when we moved to houston that would mean i would have to give up teaching i would have to give up whatever i had started and would need to just be wife and mom and were you okay with that? i was adjusting to that <laughs> <laughs> and but in, like, resigning myself to this, I don't know, what I thought would be this sacrifice, it's turned out to be such a liberating experience for me, being free from the performance of being on campus all the time, in front of folks all the time, and learning to literally log off, mm-hmm. walk away. And <laughs> be down and- with shop and be present with my family and not have these constant interruptions of whatever you know faculty roles I was supposed to do that day crawling back into what would be family time uh, but learning to literally close the computer and step away uh, and be present in a, in a different way and now I'm learning that even if I am not connected to an institution that doesn't that does not limit god's ability to use me mm-hmm. to do something out in the world if my my job doesn't define me it's really whatever god uses me to to do that really should be my focus
0: and you know that's something i hadn't thought about but it really is exciting like when Priorities are truly aligned with these different hats we're wearing and all these different ambitions and things that we have. Mm-hmm. When God puts us in a position where they're actually aligned, because what I hear you saying is in in the move, you were okay with career taking a back seat. If that's what it had to be, you was going to play your cards, yeah. take these chips or whatever.
1: rather it's being family together.
0: In the priority of, okay, I am prioritizing being a wife, being a mother, my family, and the way God opened doors for you in your career has been bananas.
1: Since, in that sense, I thought I would have to give this
0: up. Right, and you, but you were okay with release, like surrendering. And I think it is exciting when you get to the place where you have to surrender. It's terrifying, but everything that can happen as a result of that decision mm-hmm. can be so exciting. But you don't often see past the the grief of the oh, surrender.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a lot of grief.
0: <laughs> now, I, because yeah, which I don't understand. This is Doctor Odawale. This <laughs> this is PhD. This is the first recognized Black archaeologist degree person from to you. Whatever you are, you're accomplished. This is taking over this space being a Black woman in academia, which is crazy crazy <laughs> on that note let's take another break all right we'll be back soon all right we are back to this episode of the Clarity Podcast and radio show we are having a wonderful conversation with my friend Dr. Alicia Odawale all right let me get back to it. So one thing that always cracks me up is what where I feel like we did always vibe and I always paid attention to you even before you became mother when you were just the missus.
1: Ooh. Is you,
0: like me, are one of the most strong-willed, independent, <laughs> voice my opinion. <laughs> I will do it with or without you type of people oh, similar to myself. And so I was always I too like, well if Alicia can submit
1: <laughs> anybody <get it. laughs> I can I can't.
0: Not as anybody, but because I see myself in you I like I see that. Like that, that quick mouth that <laughs> that oh, I have man. done it before. And I can and will do it by myself (laughs) if I have to. But I always wondered with myself when it came to, okay, I understand who Elena is as a single person. Mm -hmm. But I also understand in the order of the alignment of who I'm supposed to be as a godly wife. Mm -hmm. What will be required? And the rest of it was not a problem. But, oh, that submission part, like keeping your mouth closed. Letting someone else run with the ball. Mm. Knowing that the play that they caught, like you see the holes in it. And and allowing mistakes to happen when you saw them coming Mm. and not keeping score. Letting someone else make a decision and letting that decision stand and not just going off and doing your own thing. Like... That part is what I have wondered and have been concerned about Ooh. in me, but I've seen you with a lot of grace mm. do well <laughs> in that
1: area. Oh, I don't know if my husband would agree with you, <laughs> but I, I think I have been learning a lot. And me, when me and my husband got together, I was what like, twenty four. You were young, so I fiery. Had- we had to grow up together and i really it took a lot of growing up god had to break me down to let me know hey you you walking around here acting like you don't need nobody (laughs) let me show you that you need this man you need this family you need this to work uh and it has been a learning experience for sure but it's also been humbling, it's also been enriching to know that, one, to have a partner in life, to say, you know, whatever happens, I know, like, this is, this is for life. Mm-hmm. And even with all my issues, he's still here, oh, somehow. And smiling at again you. Again in the morning. <laughs> Looking at you like he loves you. <laughs> even with all my drama, all my mess, and that is such a perfect picture of God that we get, we keep doubting him. We keep doing random stuff. He already told us I like, already told us what would happen. Specifically saying we did it. Yep. And be surprised that it didn't <laughs> work out. Said, and he's still waiting there with open arms, with full of grace, full of love. And that that picture of marriage, I'm I'm thankful for my husband that he was so even tempered with me. Yeah. And <laughs> with all of my nonsense, he is somehow still tolerating it 10 years later. 10, <laughs> ten years <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> Did you trust that on the onset? No. <laughs> <laughs> Straight face. Quick answer. Straight face. Because I had not seen it before. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh... Oof. Oh. we over? No, well, my sister is calling. oh that's on my recording.
0: Oh, it's still going.
1: Okay. okay, go ahead. Okay, so, uh, um, I lost my chair. You hadn't
0: seen it on, you didn't trust it on the
1: onset. I didn't trust it on the onset because when I was getting married, I was still again very young, but my parents had divorced for I don't know was a few years at that point oh, so fresh. I had not it had shaken my belief in you know a lifelong commitment to, to marriage and even though I wanted that for myself I want that lifelong commitment it definitely put some doubts in my life mm-hmm. which doesn't help starting a, a, a union thinking Man, I really, really pray that this you know, lasts forever because I, I don't want to go through what my parents are going through. That'd be in the back of your mind.
0: You know, my parents' marriage it's not perfect, man. They're still together. Amen. But Amen. it was it was a lot that we saw in their marriage, for the good and the bad. And I think it gave a very realistic view of what marriage requires. And honestly, I think that's why me and my sisters, none of us are really married yet because the realistic view was like, this is not something I really need to rush into. This is the fantasy of, I just need somebody to love me. And all of that, it took a lot of the selfishness, I think, out of the fantasy of marriage. It's cause this, everything we have seen has been work. Yes. has been grace, has been forgiveness, mm. has been growing together and mm. keeping your mouth shut mm. to not damage the other person. Mm. It, it's, it, it's been, and I whew, I don't, I <laughs> I can wait on
1: that for mm. Because it's, but God's already given her everything you need. And I think it's seeing that. Yeah. Seeing that
0: without seeing all the pieces come together. <laughs> Is, is the trusting part, the really feeling equipped and really feeling like there is this God in heaven that really does know all the variables and has thought about him. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to double check his work because mm-hmm. he really does know what he's doing what? with me. What? That part,
1: that part. Yeah, my mama tells me all the time, God I don't need your help. Right, and you know it, but it should be go. looking like it sometimes. Here you go, try to let me just like could just you said you were gonna give it to me. Right. You keep picking it back up though. Right. Here <laughs>
0: recently we got into a, a random deep conversation. Um, about really dreaming big. Mm. And really going after the best that God has the option has to offer, and not just accepting what we think we can get because it's what we've been used to mm-hmm. now the 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 context of our first conversation was um talking about career and work and being black women in spaces where it seems like just being here is really all we should ask for. Mm-hmm. Just just having to see the table, having the office, having the title is really what we should be satisfied with and wanting anything more than that is almost terrifying because we feel like we're asking too much and we ain't going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So since our last conversation, have you moved past not just taking what you can get from mm-hmm. the situation and really you know, stepping out and going for more.
1: Mm. Well, it's our last conversation. I've had to reassess, but it's been a long time since I've been able to dream about something. And so, taking that as a as therapy to sit down and dream again, since doing our. Vision boards way back in uh, 2019 that didn't pan out. Those for, failures. <laughs> that 2020 completely just Ooh, screwed up my vision. Just smushed that.
0: Just matumbo. <laughs>
1: completely. Oh, travel. Every time I think about travel, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> so now in 2022, picking up those visions again, but now, now I can actually see some things that. God did even during the pandemic that I yeah. didn't think were possible. True. So now it has really changed my perspective on one, how powerful my God really is that I do not give him enough credit for. <laughs> but also how little of the picture I see. Yeah. And what what I think is the the only way to do something. He's got eighteen other ways I even thought of that yeah. weren't even existing before. Yeah. Like me teaching online was not a reality because it wasn't even something that was a standard practice in the field right until gosh. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now it's become a, a mainstream tool in teaching. And it's exactly what you needed exactly to be able what to prioritize your family. To be able to have a young child that needs attention all the time, <laughs> <laughs> an eight year old who think she grown. Ooh, she has her privacy. <laughs> And have the the freedom in my teaching to now be able to care to their needs. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that before, and I didn't think it was even possible to have this role. Mm-hmm. But God opened this door, and He He knew what I would need in this season. Yeah. I didn't. So this this year
0: we we gonna take the limits off, and there is no impossibility. Nothing we impossible. gonna go after it. Yee! Yes. It's exciting. It is. It is. Because honestly, what do we really have to lose? Mm-hmm. Honestly. We know what it's like living on this level. And it's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we're blessed and highly favored for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's still so much more. So much. And so it's almost disrespectful to God not to go after the more. Mm-hmm. We feel like we're playing it safe, but we just being disrespectful and disobedient.
1: I love that you use the word safe, because that is constantly what I feel like I'm doing. I'm trying to cling to whatever I think is safe. Yeah. And letting go of something I think is safe is terrifying. Girl, especially when you don't,
0: <laughs> like, it's not like you, you letting go of know. one thing to yes. hold on to something else. It's like, you there's know. air here. Yes. I'm just going to sit here with nothing in my hand for the moment that I can see at least.
1: Girl. I'm just gonna hold
0: these things in my heart.
1: And that that's when like the true test of faith is. Girl, can you let go of everything when you have no idea what's gonna be waiting on the other side? If anything. If.
0: And for how long? Mm. Cause that 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 whole time, it should be seeming <laughs> like forever. Oh. So oh. question. And this is something I wanna buy myself. So you, these titles, wife, Mother, mm-hmm. gotta dig back into this person. <laughs> I'm helping myself. Do you ever feel like you lost your identity in those titles, or did you just assume another one? Because mm. I think some people feel like evolution is happening, and then some people are grieving what they feel like they lost when you step into these new roles. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think for for a lot of people that have had to, you know, give something up, and then they're I don't know, sort of blaming their spouse or their children for what they have given up. For me, it was about uh, letting go of things that I don't know if I really needed at the time. So, is it really my place to say? This was a huge sacrifice, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I gave I gave all this up. But yeah, yeah, y'all. ungrateful. Yes, and y'all are ungrateful. <laughs> but if if I really am a steward, if, if I'm really a servant, mm. it wasn't mine to begin with, and that that's that's something I had to sit with to say that the job I have right now I didn't apply for. Yeah. The job I have right now. Was given to me because it was created for me. There was no black archaeologist position at my school. They created this, and that's God. I I, I did not apply for anything. So why would I be stressing about losing something I didn't even create in the first place? I didn't apply for in the first place that God gave me this. So why would I not trust that He can give me something else that something else me created for me? somewhere else when you look at it like that
0: and honestly i think that perspective really is the game changer i am a servant i am a steward if there is no sense of entitlement yes. in my being yes. then nine times out of ten there will not be any sense of resentment mm. because i didn't lose anything i didn't have anything to begin with so there's nothing to lose
1: right exactly and it takes me back to the story of uh Jonah, whenever God created the plant to shelter his head, mm-hmm. and then, but three days later, it was gone, and he's mad, mad at God for taking away the plant. How dare you? You didn't plant this plant in the first place. I gave you this plant. Someone was going through somewhere. He was, he
0: was yeah. <laughs> I didn't even remember that story.
1: But I think about it all the time because I'm like, man, if I'm so mad about potentially losing something that I didn't even put together in the first place, like what? Audacity <laughs> is what it is. It is audacity. audacity. It is audacity. It is foolishness. It is all the things.
0: Because he's so entitled. So entitled. And so righteous in oh, yes. what we deserve. Oh, yes. And all we gave and, and everything else. Oh, yes. So one thing I've been trying to challenge myself to do, can't say I've been doing well, in it, but is to walk in agape love, to walk in. Okay, Elena, we are not considering what is in it for us. Mm-hmm. We are giving and trusting God to protect us. Now, now we will be discerning. We will be wise mm-hmm. in how we extend ourselves and we will protect our heart and whatnot. But we will not keep score. We will not look at what they did and what we did in comparison and shake it up to where they are the loser yeah. and they are wrong and they owe us. Yeah. Because that is a setup for, one, for me to be unfulfilled because I'm coming in at a deficit. Yeah. If someone always owes me, that means I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And so this journey of fulfillment, this journey of peace and joy in all of this I'll never get there because in making other people the loser, I never allow myself to really win mm. just realize that just realize. That's deep. it is and we think when we when we keep score and when we give 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 but the re- the motivation for us giving is to fulfill something in us that is in some ways deficient or we're trying to prove or we're trying to be perfect and all these other things. The one thing that we are wanting and we're striving for is the one thing we're withholding from ourselves mm. because the, what will actually fulfill us. We're not actually pursuing that. Mm. Wow. So we keep ourselves in this loop of deficit and deficiency. All because we are not properly aligned, we're not going after the right things, or we haven't surrendered the right things, or and we uh, it always looks like something or someone else is holding us back that we blame right that took something from us mm-hmm. or or something that if we just had this or if this person just hadn't done this or or whatever.
1: And this is why we have all these generational curses, yeah, generational struggles. That if we could just surrender all this over to God, say, Lord, how, how do we break these cycles? Mm-hmm. It's only God that can
0: break these cycles. And being okay when the method ain't gonna make sense. Because it, the method never really makes sense. You wanna be rich, give away just about everything. It, it don't, it never really makes sense. All right, let's pause for another break. I think this is a great place. So we'll be back soon. All right, we are back to the Clarency podcast and radio show. That was our final break. So let's dive in and wrap up this conversation. But for you, be willing to give up your career and prioritize your family mm-hmm. and these divine roles that God's given you. And that's how your career really switched into a whole nother
1: gear. It really has. <laughs> I'm still sort of <laughs> sitting with this, but I mean, like, like I said, all of this that I'm doing right now didn't exist yeah, before. So if you had asked me last year, would I be touring with National Geographic? yeah would I have a six-figure grant for National Geographic yes would I be teaching online and doing archaeology that is meaningful to me yeah others in Greenwood I I don't know if I would believe all this would happen especially after moving in the middle of a pandemic
0: Especially after you doing something that in all cases, by most people's standards, would be
1: somewhat of a career killer or at least a derailment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because how do you get, how do you get tenure? You ain't even here. You're not even
0: there. (laughs) So all the stuff that people do to smooth and and get visibility and all that is completely off the table.
1: Right. But can you trust God to open that door when you cannot open it yourself? And that's the thing.
0: Because I think to find fulfillment in career, most people would, you have to do this, do this, check these boxes, yep. do do the tenure track.
1: Yeah, this is the only way.
0: This is it. And if you're not willing to do it, you don't really want it anyway. Right. But to find fulfillment, doing it God's way, and that was the way to truly find this fulfilling work mm-hmm. that you're doing, that historically is bringing closure and peace to a lot of people in our community, because of everything that happened with the massacre and everything else, yeah. it's, it really is a dream position. Be walking around talking about how you be playing in the dirt and stuff, traveling, and folks who interested.
1: It's crazy. It really is.
0: <laughs> you know, but I believe if God can do it for you, He can do it for
1: any of us. Absolutely,
0: and it really is an inspiration to really look like you're taking the long way around and it's the, the shortcut
1: because and you did it guys that way. Part, that part you feel like it's a complete distraction complete derailment in your plans and lo and behold you've Here got a whole other plan that you need to know about you had to get off this room to get on that one
0: and you had to be willing
1: mm-hmm. to let it all go mm-hmm.
0: Ah, that's
1: such an influence. <laughs> Take you it. Are. You Take are. Take it. Take it in. Take the compliment. Okay, I'm taking the compliment. <laughs> but these conversations that you're going to have with people are going to change lives. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh,
0: you, oh, you, oh, you, 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 don't you do this? Don't you, don't
1: you, don't you do this? <laughs> it will, it will.
0: And I think it's very <laughs> hard to see our own impact because we're so up close to it. Mm-hmm. We still, like, you, we see all the things that we have not done right. I see all the things that I was supposed to do that I haven't done that's on the to-do list mm-hmm. that has not been done. And I'm that's like, oh, my I'm kind of failing. Shame. Right, shame box. <laughs> 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 I'm failing. I'm failing. <laughs> but I think it's making peace with the fact that fulfillment, honestly, I don't even think the goal is to pursue fulfillment. I think the goal is to pursue God, trusting
1: that fulfillment
0: is the byproduct, mm.
1: and that's the hard part. You know, what I just realized, what? like this, this whole cycle with, uh, like you're mentioning, you think you're being derailed, you think everything's over, but God has a whole other plan for you. This has happened several times in my life, girl. Because when I can't even count. When I. <laughs> <laughs> like what before? <laughs> my first job out of, and this is like part of my testimony that I shared that my first job out of college, I got laid off. Oh. So I thought, that's it. I'm done. Whole career I, was over? That's it. Oh, wow. Hang it up. <laughs> I'm done. And a week later, I got into graduate school. And I thought that, you know, this door is closed. Therefore, I need to probably figure out something else to do with my life. And lo and behold, got opened the window. Mm-hmm. And again, in graduate school, when I got pregnant with my firstborn, mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was gonna finish that program. And again, I was like, well, this is over. Oh. So you, you quickly <laughs> in things, huh? Quickly. <laughs> quickly like, oh, well, that means I can't do this anymore. And lo and behold, it it gave me a whole other reason why I should finish. Oh, someone true. else was watching me. Yeah, and it's like all over and over again, he gives me exactly what I needed every time. I think, well, this is done. <laughs> he closes the door. I think, oh God, well, I'm, I'm done with this. Let me go try and figure out some else in my life.
0: SpongeBob, well, yeah, it's head like, on out. I'm um, just gonna head um, on out.
1: And every single time he shows me, Look, just do it my way. You trying to do it your own way, just do it my way. I promise it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. You got to let that go. Ooh, you can be so hard
0: sometimes.
1: Girl. It's so
0: boring. I mean, like, God just, I know he be shaking his head like, uh-oh,
1: Elena. <laughs> oh, come He's on. Like, I feel like he does more than shake his head to me. It's like, come on now. <laughs> so he just, he just done. He just fed up. Especially when I'm like, crying over something. It's like, I told you, you should let that go for a reason. Let it go. Stop crying over it.
0: And I think because we are such planners, it makes perfect sense how it should work out. Yes. And when it doesn't, it's like something went wrong. God has abandoned me. Mm -hmm. Let me abandon this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Well, actually I am the one, I am a plan B, plan C Mm -hmm. type of where I'm going to figure out a way to make it work and have completely Ooh. trying to, to take it over and gone into full self-sabotage mode Ooh. because I Ooh. am trying to make it happen. And don't, Girl. don't understand that bruh, Girl. you are working against yourself. You are literally the problem right now. In the middle of what God is trying to do and what you are trying to get,
1: you are the one in the way. And you know what? Another time it happened again is when we were trying for a second child, and I was having all the infertility issues.
0: I never knew that.
1: Oh, oh yes, that's why we have such a large gap between our kids. I just thought you wanted to break because you was you you no, you was I not mean, the the bubbly pregnant lady. I was going through a lot of depression at that point because because again. I thought God had just close this door. Oh, There's yes. no way for me to have another child. I'm just going to be lonely Hannah in a corner <laughs> while Oprah, Orpah, what's or- her name in the book? Oprah. I think it was Orpa. <laughs> just chastising she, me on a daily honey. basis with all her kids. So who, who was Orpah chastising? Because you only... You my only, brain. Okay, you got one husband with one my, brain. My, my own mind was Orpa. Okay, okay. <laughs> your body's broken. Oh. You can't do this. You.
0: So other, it's like either we're winning or we're failing. It's no in between.
1: There's no middle ground. Okay,
0: okay. It's <laughs> not the fact that you were successful. We had
1: a child. That's irrelevant. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't sleep. matter. Okay. <laughs> there's something wrong with you. You're I not know. a real woman. Oh, so your whole woman identity was out the window, too. Infertility issues will mess with your mind. To the point where it's like, if you can't have a child, there's no way for you to make your husband happy. Oh, There's no way for you to uh, fulfill whatever roles as a good wife if you can't produce a child that your husband desperately wants. Because he did want a son. we you definitely wanted that son. You wanted that boy. <laughs> but if, and, it, and again, being completely out of my control. Yeah. And I had to sit with that. Because again, as planners, yeah, we tried to time everything, everything out, went to fertility doctors, all the things. I'm trying to plan this out and try to make it work, like you just said. Yeah. That's what made me think about it. Because so I remember that season when I was trying to do anything to make it work. And it was only at the point where I said, okay, I just give up. Here comes S.J.
0: You know, that's one thing I have tried, you know, because we go through all these things and it'd be like,
1: I feel like I've been here before. Like, I
0: feel like there's a lesson that I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be getting out of these experiences, Mm -hmm. because they keep, Different things keep happening that are so similar. Okay, I'm out of control. Okay, I'm having to wait. Oh, oh, okay. This is what I thought was happening, and and now I can't do. It. It's like it be so similar. I'm like, okay, there's something about this where I think the Lord is really trying to get my attention on this, and may and so for me, it's like, okay, Elena, what is the quickest way to what you want?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: what I have started realizing and training myself in, okay lean into what makes you uncomfortable be quick to surrender mm. be quick to let go mm. because that is the quickest way Ooh, that is your shortcut hard. elena okay you understand being a control freak and trying to make it happen has not worked mm. we ain't gonna be hard-headed about this no more it, clearly it has not worked mm-hmm. so when did things shift mm. when you surrender so do that first and when you realize that you're holding on something and it looks like it's not working you try to get to neutral as quickly as you can to where because what I have found in myself is my desires cloud my judgment Mm -hmm. which is why I'm trying to work on authentically desiring motherhood and desiring being a wife I'm Mm -hmm. trying to find that for Elena authentic desire because we know we we ain't gonna kid a kid, and we can't lie to ourselves. If it ain't authentic, I can't lie to me. I may be able to lie to other people, which I try not to either. But I, I can't lie to me. So I have to find that authentic space to where I really, truly honor and desire these things, and removing anything in me that doesn't, because that whatever that is, it is a desire that I'm trying to fulfill the wrong way, and it is built on a lie. It is built on not the truth because the truth is priority wise this is what I should desire most and so if I'm not there's something in me some lie that I have attached to some other method of fulfillment that I am trying to use as a shortcut Mm. that is going to burn me in the end. So let me get that out of the way because what Elena Mm. don't like is the long way around and what Elena don't like is consequences.
1: Oh Lord. And so on that, girl. And so for me
0: that's that's the tempo that I'm trying to be on. If surrender is what gets you out of the tight spot quicker, do that first. And find the authentic desire within yourself. Instead of denying, okay, this is, yes, I want a successful career. Yes, I've always seen myself in the boardroom, in in the power suit. Now, my power suit, of course, is tailored to perfection. and got some pop colors and some interesting yes. cute shoes and jewels and whatnot. Yes, and it pops. But, yes, but I never saw myself as the wife <clears throat> making dinner when the husband, that was on the table when the husband came home. Is we pulling up at the same time? You looking at me, asking me what we eating. I'm looking at you. So, what we eat, because we both had a long day at the office. That's what I always saw for myself. So, it's like, okay, Elena, you could have that, but if that's not God's design for your life, can we get to neutral to where your desire is whatever God desires for you? And you're not struggling and clouding your own judgment when you know at the end of the day, you're going to have to get to where his desire is anyway. Mm. That's where we end it. That's the end game. So let's just get there as quickly as possible.
1: Ooh.
0: I tell myself this. But it's something, it's a little bit of a disconnect in behavior to where I don't realize that sometimes that's not what I'm doing. Mm. That I'm I'm not actually doing the plan that I set up, which is being quick to surrender and being quick to align my desires. Yeah. And so it's at the moment where it's like God gets my attention, like, okay. Oh, wait, I'm not doing that. Okay, let me get myself together. Ooh, that's so good. That's good. It's so easy to say, but living it out is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. But I think the perspective shift is always the first step.
1: Okay. Realizing
0: it and then deciding that's what I want and that's what I'm going to be committed to. I agree. But you have been one person that has inspired me. this spicy. because I think having it all just like works like balance I don't think it's a myth but I think there's only one way that it works Mm. it only works if it's in alignment it only works if it's prioritized divinely Mm. so we can have it all just are we willing to possibly give up any one or all of it to have God's version of what all is Mm -hmm. and believe that all is, his version, is abundance.
1: I pray we can get there. I pray we can too, but you know what? I
0: am excited
1: to watch your journey. And for I'm us. Excited to watch your right. I'm excited for us. I'm a fan of this show. <laughs> the show ain't even out yet. <laughs> I'm already I, a fan.
0: I'm I'm excited to walk through this with a village of people like you who we can have conversations like this and we can really strengthen each other in this journey of being complete women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without sacrificing any part of our God given identity, I am. I'm excited that I have women in my life, my age, who I have gone, you know, been through life with, and can still do life with in the different stages of life. Mm. A lot of people don't grow together, and we have, oh, it's it's it's
1: and it's a blessing. I'm grateful. I'm grateful.
0: I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with my friend Alicia as much as I did. And so I want to ask you all, what does fulfillment look like for your life? And what is that definition or understanding built on? You know, what I found after, while in after having this conversation, was that some of the ways that I have set up my definition of fulfillment, some of the understanding that I had about God in my life may not be serving me well at this point in this season. So I think this is a great inspiration to examine your life, examine what you believe is possible, examine your relationship with God and see, can you believe for more? Do you believe that there is more for you that God wants to give you and more for your life? And then what are you willing to do to get there? Are you willing willing to let go? Are you willing to submit? Are you willing to move to a new place? Are you willing to change your perspective of what you can do, what is possible? I hope that you are because I think we are all on the cusp of an amazing journey and I cannot wait to hear about it. So let me know the revelations that you got, the thoughts, the ideas, the, the changes, the decisions, Let me know how this episode has impacted you. You can connect with me on the ClariceyBlog.com page, ClariceyBlog.com website, any of the Claricey Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of the social media pages. And I am here. I am excited to continue this conversation. So we'll see you next week. Talk soon. Welcome to the Clarity Radio Show and Podcast. I'm Elena, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation. Oh, we're gonna have some fun today. Let's talk about purpose. You know, sometimes you have to go deep so you can go high. So let's get into it. Let's talk about finding and maintaining fulfillment. Sugar, I'm not here for motivation. We need revelation. Let's talk about how to live abundantly. My prayer for you is the same for me. Clarity. Clearly, I see. So, are you ready? All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. I am Elena, and welcome to another episode of the Clarity Podcast and radio show, where our conversations are always about finding fulfillment, identifying purpose, and just how to live an abundant life. So, all things Clarity in the Clarity Kingdom, they all center around conversations and content that help us to see God clearer, ourselves clearer, or others clearer. So we can better live these abundant, purpose-driven, fulfilled lives that we are created for. So in a nutshell, that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. And that's what we'll always be doing. If you ever want to dive deeper into the Clarity Kingdom, you can head on over to the Clarity blog.com. Clarity is spelled C-L-A-R-I-S-E-E. At the website, you will find all of the past blog posts, all of the past and current podcast episodes, all things Clarity, Clarity merch, all the things. And so if you ever miss um part of the radio episode or you come in late, or you just want to hear it again, you can always listen to it on the Clarity Podcast, and that is on any podcast platform that you receive your podcast. All right, connect with us on all social media, Facebook, blog, Instagram. I want to have a conversation, and if you cannot tell, I am very excited about today's conversation. Now, normally, conversation goes down between you and myself—it's a one-on-one type of situation. But today is a slightly different format for this episode. I call these episodes "Clarity Conversations" because I bring in someone else, and we have a conversation so that you receive the overflow. You get to sit in on the conversation that we had. Now, this conversation I really enjoyed. Uh, I have been friends with this person for almost two decades. Oh my gosh, we're getting old. Anyway, her name is Dr. Alicia Odowale. I will introduce her because Lord knows she will not do herself justice. She's so humble and whatnot. But my friend Alicia, Dr. Alicia O'Dowale, she has the distinction of being the only African-American person to receive a doctorate in anthropology from the University of Tulsa, as well as being the only African-American professor, faculty member in the anthropology department at TU. She is a wife. She's a mother. She's a friend. She's a phenomenal person. And in this conversation, we really talked about finding fulfillment amongst all of those titles, career, motherhood, wifedom, or whatever the word is, marriage, I guess, but finding fulfillment. In the midst of all of those titles, what our definition of fulfillment is, we talked about submission. We talked about purpose. We talked about striving for what seems like a reasonable standard, but ends up being perfection. We talked about real life. And I know that this is a conversation that you can relate to because it had so many great moments and so many great nuggets. So I will stop talking about it and we will just get into it. So we routinely get into these random deep conversations. I think it's just a a mark of our friendship. Mm -hmm. And one thing that is always interesting to me when we talk is you are the only friend that I have that is my age. You know, high school. Shout out to Booker T. Washington. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go Hornets. But you are the only friend I have that is married that has children. And is actively killing it in their career as well. And honestly, for me, the thing that is always interesting is I watch you and I'll be like, this girl's killing it. She's doing it. She's doing the <laughs> thing. And anytime I talk to you, it's like, oh, but your perspective of what you're doing is always very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I don't know where that. From but thinking about it from an outside perspective, I can see like the the checklist in your mind. (laughs) 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 And for me, I don't know, it's just feeling that weight of what God has given you to steward whole human beings.
0: These people got to stay alive,
1: trying to keep human beings alive and make sure they're growing up to be good people. It's it's a heavy weight, but you know it's one thing that I enjoy doing. But it it definitely it doesn't give me that sense of oh, like what I've accomplished and said like, man, I am really trying to do my best, but that what God is me to do.
0: And that is that is some responsibility. It's pressure
1: on this journey to fulfillment.
0: Do you find it fulfilling having these titles and these roles? Or do you even focus at all on fulfillment and more of this is the standard that I have to hit to do this well?
1: I think in the season I'm in right now, having shifted my home base from Tulsa to the Houston area in support of my husband, this is a, a new season where I'm having to adjust a lot and in that adjustment i'm learning what are the things that i need versus that i just told myself i needed Mm -hmm. so for example whenever i was in tulsa and working and i was in the office every day whether i was teaching that day or not i would be in the office i told myself that's what i needed to be doing but in reality, on <laughs> <laughs> <Au> contrary, <laughs> I'm doing the, the same level of uh, production of work and, and being a professor, but I'm not in the office every day, I'm not on campus anymore. So I'm having to adjust my definition of what does it mean to be a good teacher, mm. a good faculty member. A Trying to, again, trying. <laughs> Key word. Trying to get to some place where I feel like at least God is, I don't know, I don't want to say happy with me. because. So do you feel like he's, he's not pleased? I don't know if he's pleased. I feel like he sees, he knows my heart. <laughs> She's trying. <laughs> she, she is trying she's out here and she's giving it her all. She may not be hitting the <laughs> guitar. Oh, my baby. But God bless her. She out here trying. So you <laughs> feel like God didn't put you in the, that's
0: my baby, I'm going to stick beside a rose. Yes.
1: yes very much so. Because I thought, and this has been my relationship with God, but uh, I often doubt <laughs> his capacity to do things for me. It's like I, I see him do it for everybody else, mm. but I'm like, Hallelujah,
0: oh, no, Lord. <laughs> and I think it's that perspective that a lot of times has the bearing on us feeling fulfilled, because mm-hmm. we are very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think the main way we are similar is, yes, this is the standard that everyone else needs to hit. That you know, if we were looking at someone else, this is an acceptable standard for a good job for them. Mm-hmm. But for me, mm-hmm. oh, that standard is dangerously close to perfection and if i did not do it all well it's not that the kids just stay alive today have a somewhat happy life and they ate but if every part of the if if they didn't have lotion on if they all the small things that
1: you feel like (laughs) but those are the things that people judge you on as a mom as a parent but they can see like oh your, your daughter's hair hadn't been rebraided. Trash mom. <laughs> Trash mom. She don't love her kids. <laughs> it's like, man, all, you could do 100 things right in a day. And then somebody come along and make a comment about, I don't know, your daughter looking at you. like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> And it throws you into this space of mom guilt, mm-hmm. no matter all the things that you, you accomplish that day for your kids. So do you
0: ever, has there been a day where you feel like you were a good mother, like you, you were a good mother, good teacher, good wife. Has there been a day where you would just fire it on all cylinders and give yourself credit for doing it all well?
1: I don't know that day, that that (laughs) day is not materialized.
0: But see, the crazy thing is that I feel like God, I always pay attention to what God has me doing around my birthday around the end of the year and mm. around the beginning of the year because okay. it's like those are all my New Year's types of seasons oh. and it's always a signal to something that I'm going to give you something I prepared, kind of setting the tone sort of thing for that next season of my life mm. and what was interesting that last year, I actually spent the end of the year with you and your family at yes. Child's house and while I was there I felt like God had been and was dealing with me a lot on okay so much of your life what has been clear to you was career and you understand what fulfillment looks like in your career but wife and mother can you find fulfillment in those roles even if your career takes a back seat to that can you find fulfillment in? those divine roles that I have given Mm you. And so I was actually watching you a lot during the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I was watching you and it was actually great to, because like I said, there is not a lot of people that I have seen our age who Mm -hmm. really, I think, equally honor each role. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, at least what I have seen is People who are all into being mothers and find fulfillment, that is like, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom, or I don't need a career, or I left a six-figure job to stay at home with my kids, and that's great, but I I knew (laughs) I knew I would, that would not be what I would choose is to give up one I would give up one for the other, but if I could keep them all working, I would. And I've rarely seen someone go after all of them and have success at the same time in all areas. And that's what I saw when I was lurking on you. That's what
1: you saw? That's what I saw.
0: Ooh, girl. (laughs) But I think it's crazy. So how do we get to fulfillment? How do we get to given ourselves the it's pat on the back efficient. that we're doing it well because I think a lot of times what stops us from getting to fulfillment is our standard of perfection and we have confused the two Whew, we are having a great conversation but let's pause and take a break be back soon